It's the Sound Kitchen. Mmm, yummy. It's the Sound Kitchen. Ooh, that sounds delicious. And you're listening to the Sound Kitchen. Mm, yummy. And Susan Owensby's cooking. Welcome to the Sound Kitchen, where you never know what you'll be served. I'm Susan Owensby. It's Saturday, the 26th of February, the 57th day of the year in the Gregorian calendar. There are 308 days left in 2022. Today is the second day of Ayam Iha, a Baha'i faith festival that this year finishes on the 1st of March. Ayam Iha, or the intercalary days, are the days that fall outside the 19 months of 19 days that make up the Baha'i calendar. It's a period focusing on hospitality, charity, giving gifts, and preparing for the month of fasting. I'll quote the Baha'i's holy book, the Kitab-i-Aktas, to give you an idea of what this period is about. It behooveth the people of Baha throughout these days to provide good cheer for themselves, their kindred, and beyond them, the poor and needy, and with joy and exultation to hail and glorify their Lord, to sing his praise and magnify his name. And when they end, these days of giving that precede the season of restraint, let them enter upon the fast." End quote. Do you know about the Baha'i faith? It's a relatively new religion founded in the 19th century in Iran where it faces ongoing persecution. It teaches the essential worth of all religions and the unity of all people. According to the Britannica Encyclopedia, the religion is estimated to have over 5 million adherents throughout the world. J.D. Martin and W.S. Hatcher, in their book, The Baha'i Faith, The Emerging Global Religion, explain the religion, and I quote, According to the Baha'i teachings, God is single and all-powerful, that is, omnipotent. Baha'u'llah, seen as the religion's prophet, taught that religion is revealed in an orderly and progressive way by manifestations of God, who are the founders of major world religions throughout history. Buddha, Jesus, and Muhammad are noted as the most recent of these before the Bab. The Bab is regarded as the herald, who taught that God would soon send a prophet in the same way as Jesus or Muhammad. And Baha'u'llah claimed to be that prophet in 1863. Baha'is regard the major religions as fundamentally unified in purpose, though varied in social practices and interpretations. The Baha'i faith stresses the unity of all people, explicitly rejecting racism and nationalism. At the heart of Baha'i teachings is the goal of a unified world order that ensures the prosperity of all nations, races, creeds, and classes. End quote. 
The nine-member Supreme Governing Institution of the worldwide Baha'i community is called the Universal House of Justice and is located in Haifa, Israel, near the Shrine of the Bab. Hello everyone, brothers and sisters. This is a big shout out to everyone all over the world. Just to let you know, I've been a big fan far back as in 1982. Continue your joy and make sure you bring happiness everywhere you find yourself. That's what they call love. From London here in West London, my name is Joseph Paulbeny or Wees Pops. Enjoy the day and have a lovely radio listening. Stay blessed. Bye. Do you know what a palindrome is and an ambigram? A palindrome is a word, number, phrase, or other sequence of characters that read the same backward as forward like the words madam or race car or the proper name auto. We had one this week on Tuesday, the date 2202-2022. It reads the same backward and forward. But Tuesday's date was also an ambigram, which means a visual that is the same even upside down. It's a rare occurrence in calendars compared to a palindrome. Thanks to RFI Listeners Club member Jayanta Chakrabarti from Delhi, India, for writing to me about the palindrome, and to my girlfriend Emily Rollins, who pointed out that 2202-2022 was also an ambigram, a word I had to look up in the dictionary. This is the sound kitchen where you never know what you will be served. Are you ready? I do hope so. Because it's time for the quiz. But first, we're going to listen to a crazy tune by Harry Nilsson called Coconut. You'll understand why when you hear the quiz. Brought up all the coconut, he bought it for the time. His sister had another one, she paid it for the lime. She put the lime in the coconut, she drank and poured up. She put the lime in the coconut, she drank and poured up. She put the lime in the coconut, she drank and poured up. She put the lime in the coconut, she called the doctor, woke him up and said, Doctor, ain't there nothing I can take? I said, Doctor, to relieve his belly ache. I said, Get this straight. Put the lime in the coconut to drag the boat up. Put the lime in the coconut to drag the boat up. Put the lime in the coconut to drag the boat up. Put the lime in the coconut to call the doctor. Woke up, said doctor. Ain't there nothing I can take? I said doctor. To relieve his belly ache, I said doctor. Ain't there nothing I can take? I said Put the lime in the coconut and you feel better Put the lime 
day of this new year 2022, I asked you a question about the Nobel Peace Prize winning NGO Médecins Sans Frontières, or Doctors Without Borders, which had just celebrated its 50th anniversary. You read about it in RFI English journalist Sarah Elza's article, From a Scrappy Group of Doctors to a Massive Global Aid NGO, MSF Marks 50 Years. Médecins Sans Frontières was founded by 11 doctors and two journalists in 1971, noted Sarah, who also noted how many people work for the organization now, 50 years on. And that was your question. You were to write in with the number of people who currently work for Médecins Sans Frontières. The answer is 61,000 people two-thirds of whom are deployed on the ground. Pretty impressive, no? I don't think they are prescribing many limes and coconuts, though. The winners of this week's quiz are... RFI Listener Club members Jean-Maurice Devaux from Montréal, Canada. Salut, Jean-Maurice! Riaz Hussein from District Chinio, Pakistan, and Zenon Tellis from the Christian Marxist-Leninist-Maoist Association of Listening DXers in Goa, India. There are two RFI English listeners on the list of lucky winners this week from Rangpur, Bangladesh, Rasha Duzaman, and Abu Saleh. Congratulations, winners, and thanks to each and every one of you who wrote in. You'd have to be living under a rock to not be following the Russia-Ukraine mess. Let's keep our fingers crossed it doesn't all explode more than it already has. A really big problem for Europe is the gas supply we receive from Russia and the crazily rising prices. France has put into place a freeze on hikes in gas rates, so we don't all, sorry for the pun, freeze to death because we can't pay the high bills. Earlier this week, RFI English journalist David Coffey reported on this particular problem in his article, French Finance Minister Downplays Impact of Ukraine Crisis on Economy Energy. The finance minister, Bruno Le Maire, said, as David wrote, and I quote, Sanctions imposed by the Western countries on Russia for ordering troops into separatist regions of eastern Ukraine would have a relatively limited impact on the French economy, despite rising energy costs, end quote and assured the French population that the government was prepared to extend the freeze on gas prices from Russia if necessary. My question to you is, what is the percentage of gas from Russia upon which France is reliant? Reread David Coffey's article, French Finance Minister Downplays Impact of Ukraine Crisis on Economy, Energy, 
and answer me this. What is the percentage of gas that France receives from Russia? I've posted David's article on the Sound Kitchen and the club's Facebook pages to help you with the answer. You have until the 21st of March to get your answers in. Be sure to tune in on the 26th of March to see if your answer wins a prize. As always, be sure you include your postal address with your postal code. And don't forget to let me know if you are a miss, a ms, a missus, or a mister. I don't want to get it wrong. Send your quiz answers to english.service at rfi.fr. That's english.service at rfi.fr. You can also text your answer to the Sound Kitchen mobile phone. Dial plus 336-31129682. That's plus 336-31129682. Always include your postal mailing address and if you have one, your RFI Club membership number. I'm Nasser Balahi. Hello from Iraq. I'm honored to be with you on the Sound Kitchen on Radio France International. Hey, before we go, I want to tell you that my friend and colleague, Laura Angela Bagnetto, is up for a journalism prize for her excellent bi-weekly podcast, Africa Calling. She's been nominated for Best Commercial Strategy by the Publisher Podcast Awards. Keep your fingers crossed. More grease to your elbow, Laura Angela. Oh, listeners, she works really hard on her podcast, which she conceived and produces all by herself. She's such a dedicated journalist, RLA, as we lovingly call her. Okay, my friends, it's time to clear the table and wash the dishes. Thanks for joining me in the Sound Kitchen, and keep those cards, letters, emails, and text messages coming. Many, many thanks to Erwan Rome for his input and expertise in mixing the show. And thanks to you for listening. Be sure to tune in next Saturday to hear the answer to the question about French President Emmanuel Macron's goal for reforming the visa-free Schengen area. The Sound Kitchen podcast is ready for you every Saturday on the RFI English website, rfienglish.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Susan Owensby. Be well, do good work, be kind, and stay in touch. And stay safe, my friends. I'll play you out with music from Erwan, our sound engineer who's a musician first and foremost. He plays the conga drums and is a walking encyclopedia of Cuban music, as you've heard from the two shows he put together for us. Erwan travels as often as he can to Cuba to make music with his friends there, and he told me that many contemporary Cuban musicians have been a bit frustrated about the whole Buena Vista social club phenomenon, which, true, brought Cuban music to a worldwide audience, but only the music from the 1940s. And, as Erwan knows firsthand, a lot is going on in the contemporary musical world on the island. So today he chose a group which has married traditional Cuban music 
specifically that of timba with electronic music. It started with Fred Sumi, a Swiss composer, producer, and bass player who became passionate about timba on his first trip to Cuba in 1995. In 2018, he founded the group EdCube with a group of celebrated contemporary timba musicians, many from the group Pupi y los Quesoson, a group you heard on one of Erwan's Cuban Sound Kitchen programs. EdCube's goal is to build a bridge between Cuban and electronic music. Erwan chose their first single, Key Jam, to introduce us to what they're doing. As Ed Kube wrote about it, and I quote, The first single, Key Jam, is driven by a powerful Cuban electro bass line, deep atmospheric synthesizers, and electronic rumba clave. Cuban percussions, funky syncopated keyboard, and piano tambao give the song a tribal live Cuban flavor. A contemplative and jazzy vocal melody, an intense and transcendent jazz trumpet solo, lead the song in an unexplored landscape where the spectrum of sensory perception seems to widen. End quote. I agree with that description. Listen, and indeed your spectrum of sensory perception will seem to widen. I hope you like this as much as Erwan and I do to whom I thank again for yet another musical discovery. Enjoy. Talk to you all next week. Music